been so blessed to be here. We've been talking about the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit and moving in the Holy Spirit. And uh, what a great uh, testimony Chris had last week. And how many want to have a Holy Spirit week this week? Where you walk and live and move in the Holy Spirit. And it's just like you got to get a new script. you got to get a new way of thinking, a new way of reacting, a new way of thinking about your life. Because ordinary life kind of takes you out of spiritual things. It demands, you know, the, the toilet's broken. You can't be spiritual about that. Right? You had a flat tire or something aggravating happened. Life is full of these things that, like, take longer than you thought they were going to take and became frustrated. And before you know it, you're, like, back to being an ordinary person. And you're no longer a Holy Spirit person. You're just like, man, I can't wait till Sunday because I'm going to try to get back on Holy Spirit track. Right? And sometimes you'll have that, that, that moment in the morning where you'll have the Holy Spirit thing going for a, a little while. And then, man, you're right back into the, the deal of every day. And so it really is something that uh, if you don't intentionally tell yourself, I'm going to live in the Holy Spirit, I'm going to walk in the Holy Spirit, uh, then you probably won't be doing it. But here, here's my contention, or at least, at least what I suggest. Let me make a suggestion to you. Most people are walking closer to the Holy Spirit than they think. Most people, they, because they got distracted, they start feeling guilty and they kind of disqualify themselves. They think that they somehow offended the Holy Spirit and that they don't qualify to be used by the Holy Spirit because they have to wait for that good day. Y'all don't talk about wave at me if you're with me, right? You got to wait for that good Holy Spirit day where you've earned the Holy Spirit. And, and uh, I love what Chris said last week. He said, these are, lot, these are not really great days for me when God used me to pray for these people. And so that's, a, that's like a hint that most people disqualify themselves out of being used by God because they don't feel like they're worthy. They don't feel that they're righteous enough or, you know, they had a bad thought or, they, you know, they're just feeling like a bad mood or something. And they think that that means that if you're not super joyful and super like just coming out of worship, you can't be used by God and it's just not true. So you just today, just, I want you to reprogram your mind to stop thinking that just because you, you stubbed your toe and just because you said darn it on the way to work <laughs> or something just because you got aggravated by traffic or something else doesn't mean that suddenly you know God's all offended he's not going to use you I just think many times the Holy Spirit is speaking to you but you don't you don't even recognize it because you've already disqualified yourself and God is saying hey do this do that and he's trying to tell you what to do and you're like I can't because the Holy Spirit's not talking to me and the Holy Spirit's saying I am talking to you no you're not I don't I'm not worthy <laughs> he's like you're ridiculous he said yeah i know that's why you won't speak to me because i'm ridiculous <laughs> and then so in our own minds we disqualify ourselves and so instead of god using us big in life we think that we somehow have to qualify for god to use us or we have to have you know one of those real prayed up weeks that is the law that's what it's like to be under the law that if i keep all the rules just right and do everything perfect then god can use my life so if you're not careful, you'll spend more time disqualifying yourself than qualifying yourself. How many know that you have the righteousness of Jesus? The Bible says put on the breastplate of righteousness. This is thinking righteous rather than thinking if I do right, I'll be righteous. It's a mentality. Some people have a sin mentality. They think if I'm going to do good, I have to always think about not doing sins. So they become sin conscious and they keep a list in their mind of all the little sins and things that they should have done better. And man, I should feel different. And, and they really torment themselves with this, this kind of you know, natural 
you know, report card that they give themselves and say, well, if I, if I, if I figure this out, then, then those are the moments God can really use me. And that's why they're so streaky. That's why their life is so streaky because they're, they, they, there's this creeping thought that they're not right with God. They're this creeping thought that they should have prayed more, they should have read more, and ooh, you forgot yesterday, so God can't use you today. Look at somebody say, free. free. Be free. God loves you. How many of you have children? Me, I do too. And now, you wouldn't want your children walking around feeling that way, like, oh no, I'm not a good kid. I really don't. Why should you speak to me? I'm not a good You wouldn't want your kid having this intimidated attitude. You would be encouraged, like, come on, dad loves you, come on. Dad loves you. Yeah, but I haven't been a good boy. Stop that. The way to be a good boy is stop thinking about being a bad boy all the time. And if you stub your toe, just dust your toe off and just let's get moving. God is not someone who is like waiting for you to qualify. He sent back the Holy Spirit on you. And it's the Spirit that's holy. Everybody say, He's holy. They call Him Holy Spirit. <laughs> they don't call you holy person. He's the Holy Spirit. And He will make you holy if you'll stop trying to make your own self holy. No, I don't mean stop trying and just do anything you want to do. I'm not talking about that. I'm saying stop trying to punish yourself into being an on-fire Christian like I was yesterday. But today was a real bummer. Stop all that. Just God put this in your mind. I'm righteous because of what Jesus did. Say it with me. Say, I'm righteous because of what Jesus did. And I'm living in His righteousness. Religion wants to use fear to keep you, in, you know, on track. Jesus wanted to use his spirit to keep you on track. You can't have both. You can't be both afraid and also have the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. You can't have this comfortable, this word Abba means like daddy. It means to have a comfortable relationship. It's not thou most heavenliest fatherest. Abba is daddy. And, and it's, it's even, you know, even I, I have a hard time praying Abba, you know, like daddy because it just seems inappropriate. But it's how God describes his relationship that he wants with you. It's not a judgmental relationship. That's the Old Testament where God was watching all the rules. This is a relationship where because of the blood of Jesus, he's drawn you close to him and that he is not always finding fault with you. And he gave you the Holy Spirit. And now the Holy Spirit is trying to get you to live in a different place. Are you with me? So you don't want to live, look, you are, sometimes the Holy Spirit's telling you exactly what to do, but you have disqualified yourself because you don't feel you're holy enough. Say it with me, say, say from now on, in the name of Jesus, I'm not going to live conscious of my own righteousness. I'm going to live conscious of the righteousness of Jesus in me. God is going to use my life because he is holy, because he is righteous, and I am in him. Isn't it true? And the enemy would, would love to you to give up all the power of God because you feel guilty or you had 20 things you wish you had done but you didn't do. Stop feeling guilty all the doggone time. That's not how you live for God. You have to have a conscience that, no, man, I'm, I'm good, I'm good. Look at somebody and say, you're good, you're good. <laughs> Look, I believe in repentance, but don't repent all the time. You need, there's a time you should repent. It's a, refreshing comes when you repent. But, but listen, don't have a mindset where you're always repenting be, you know, before God. 
That's not what God's asking. He's wanting you to feel coming to daddy's house, sit on the couch, get in the refrigerator. And know that the Holy Spirit, the, the more you live like this, the less you'll be conscious. The more you're always thinking, I'm right with God. I'm right with God. You're always thinking, I'm, I'm right with God. I'm right with God because of Jesus. I'm right with God because of Jesus. I'm right with God. Say it with me. Say, I'm right with God. because This needs to be the song in your head. You ever have one of those songs you can't get out of your head? You need to have this song in your head. I'm right with God because of what Jesus did. I'm right with God is pleased with me because of what Jesus did. I'm living in what Jesus did. I didn't have to keep all the rules. I don't have to be mistake free. I'm right with Jesus. I'm right with God because of what Jesus did. Come on, let's get on with living and stop being guilty. There's therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. The Bible says in Galatians, he said, it said, follow the Holy Spirit and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. You live in the Holy Spirit, you won't even be thinking about the stuff you used to do. But when you feel guilty, that's when you're going back to the stuff. When you feel sad and you feel bad about yourself, that's when you'll say, oh heck, I'm just going to do what I used to do. You need to get a consciousness that the blood of Jesus, that God sees your life through the blood of Jesus and the sacrifice of Jesus. Everybody tell somebody next to you, good news, your righteousness does not qualify you to be used by God. You ever, um, you ever how many go to the health club sometime? Three or four of you. <laughs> like, thank God for honesty, right? Like, I know I didn't do right. Isn't it funny, like some, some of us who haven't been to the health club for a little while, but I am going this week. How many of you say that, I'm going this week? How many of you say I'm going to eat right this week and it don't even Tuesday, you still, you still hadn't eaten right yet? But, but it's the funny thing about human beings. You start going, you get three days, you haven't been going to health club at all. You go three days to the health club and you start looking down, oh, I bet she hadn't been to the health club. She don't look like she's been for a while. <laughs> you just been three days. You got three days doing right now, you a judge. <laughs> now you're like the righteous judge, like, mm, those hips, uh-uh, girl, no, no. You need to go, I'm going tomorrow morning. Oh, you've been three days, now you've got advice for everybody. People eat, two days they start eating right, they start, you should be drinking water. Oh, why don't you drink water more than one week, then tell us to drink water. This guy's drinking some water right now. <laughs> but it's the funny thing about human nature that we, 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 we want to be righteous, and then we want to compare other people to our righteousness, right? We want to make everybody, uh, you know, look, thank God that we have the righteousness of Jesus. Are you with me? Look at Romans 8, 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Now, I want to give you, uh, oh, Chris, we did so great last week. I want to give you um, some practical um, five practical principles for being led by the Holy Spirit before we go today. I know y'all are conscious the saints are playing at 12. Now I'm conscious of it. And Drew might be so. Everybody say, Drew. 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 <laughs> All right. I, I know it's not appropriate in church, but, you know, I'm feeling it today. Number one, let me just go through these because I want to make sure we get these. I, I want you to uh, stop feeling guilty and start living in the Holy Spirit. Stop trying to be righteous and just start living in the Holy Spirit right? Follow the Holy Spirit, and you won't do the way you live the way you used to live. You won't do the things you used to do. Just get into God's thing. Number one, get on the right frequency. Get 
on the right frequency. Start out on the right frequency. Start your day in prayer and the word. Like, like Brandon was saying, what a great guy. What Brandon was saying, look, it's not a duty that you have to read your Bible in the morning or that you have to pray in the morning. You, you know, a, a band uh, used to have strings and might have synthesizers now, but a guitar still has to, before he plays the band, he has to tune up. If you don't tune up, you just add a tune. And, and you got to have moments where you tune up. And the Bible says, if the, I, those who seek me early will find me. Those who seek me early, in other words, Start off right, tend, the whole day tends to go right. So, so look, even if you've only got 10 minutes, then take 10 minutes and say, you know what? I'm going to get in the Holy Spirit. I'm going to read a scripture. If somebody say, well, you've got to read three chapters, just, just read something. You know, read till you get your mind clicked over. You know what I'm talking about? Sometimes your worries and fears and stuff just clicks you over to like, ah, panicville. Get out of there and just say, I, I'm going to be still for a second. And I'm going to clear the mechanism, and I'm going to just click over. Well, reading the Bible is not intended to make you feel guilty or that you're dumb. Reading the Bible is intended to click you into Holy Spirit mode. It's, it's you switch over, and you get on the frequency. You know how it is when you, you're trying to find a station, and you're And then finally you hit the, you know, the, the station that you want to be on, and it's clear. Everybody's like that. The pastor... My pastor, everybody's like that. You wake up sometimes, and you just got to find the right frequency and go, boom, that's it right there. It's, a, it's human nature, being tired, eating too much, whatever, not feeling good. Someday, you just got to find that frequency, and the frequency happens in time in the presence of God. You can do it, even if you're not super spiritual. You can say, you know what, I'm going to take five minutes, and I'm going to just read a scripture. Start If you don't have a place to start, start in the book of John. You know, there, there are... Um, uh, 31 proverbs and they're fun to read and there's one for every day and look they'll swap you over you'll switch over from feeling confused you you're kind of reformatting your computer so now you're not thinking confused thoughts you got you're clear now now why is that important well it's important that you you, you get formatted that God's going to speak to you now why is the Bible so important like that well, because the people who were actually writing the Bible were in the Holy Spirit. These, these actual, these were men, David, Paul, the, the apostles. These were guys who sat down, boom, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they started writing. So you're actually entering in. You know, you ever listen to a record and it kind of brings you back to when you were, you know, when you were a teenager or whatever it was, you hear a certain record, Sweet Home Alabama. That's a wrong spirit, but you know what I'm talking about. Hey, that'll get you in the wrong spirit next week, next couple of weeks anyway. But, but, you know, it has a way of transporting you because there's something in it. And there's, you know, you hear a live, some, a live worship tape and you can kind of like close your eyes and be in that service because it transports you back to what was happening. When you're reading the Bible, the idea, it transports you into that atmosphere where this guy was listening to the Holy Spirit and he's writing something down. So don't rush through it because when you're reading it, you're getting tuned up. And the, the evidence that you're tuned up, I'll give it to you here, is peace. And now this is the most important point of following the Holy Spirit, everybody say peace. Peace is the meter. You know, we, you know, in music we used to have meters that did this, and you still on your, some of you in your cars have meters that go like this. The peace is the peace becomes the meter, and when you come into peace, you're on the right frequency. 
if you're upset, nervous, busy, anxious, all that stuff, you're not, you're not really in a place that God can use you because you hadn't just been still for a minute. And that's a moment where you just stop. You'll find out immediately God loves you. He's with you. He'll settle your spirit down and suddenly, boom, the peace meter comes on. Now, when you walk out now, you're going you're gonna to know when you walk in your car, whatever's on the radio, how's that affecting my peace meter? Boop, 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 boop. Right? If it's babies, don't let your mamas, don't let your babies grow to be cowboys, you know that peace meter is just going, just freaking out. But you know what? You might say, you know what? My peace meter's not quite going. I better pop in a worship tape. And then suddenly, boop, peace meter comes on. This becomes like you know where the Holy Spirit is. You like, it. Have you ever been to the beach and had one of those things that you're trying to find metal? You're like, hey, it's right here. It, that's the way it is. That the, the Holy Spirit, I'm not sure why. It's not uh, you know, an exact art of following the Holy Spirit. But once you come into peace, then you can feel what's pushing you out of peace. And you get out of peace, you can feel when you're getting closer. Warmer, 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 okay. So it's important whether you're making decisions, whether you're just walking through your life, that no matter what is happening, you're living in the presence of peace. This is the Holy Spirit. You're saying, Pastor Bray, but you know what? So, uh, you know, I got all kinds of junk going on in my life. I got all kinds of pressure. I got all kinds of issues. Listen, this is just life, isn't it? That's life, isn't it? So you're going to have to find peace in the middle of the storm. Say it with me. Say, I can find peace right in the middle of a storm. Now close your eyes for a minute. I want you to see Jesus sleeping in that boat while the whole, everybody else is screaming and freaking out. And the, it, we're going to go under and we're going to die. Jesus is like, this is how we do it. And Jesus is just sleeping in the boat. And Jesus said, you don't have to freak out because everybody else is freaking out. You don't have to be upset because everybody else is upset. Their problem doesn't have to become your, but it's my kids. Your kids' problem don't have to be your problem. The issues at work, financial issues, look, at some point, you're going to, if you want to walk with the Holy Spirit, all this stuff has to find its place. You've got to organize like that belongs to God, that belongs to God, that right there, that really belongs to God. And, and not live in a world that you join whatever storm is coming after you. I don't care if there's a storm. Don't say, I can't be in peace because I can't. Because, stop. That's a wrong spirit right there. God is not the author of confusion, but the author of peace. God is not writing confusion like, ah. God's not trying to freak you out. God is trying to bring you into peace. And, and the peace is just when you just sit down and say, look, I trust God with my future. Would you mind telling somebody, I trust God with my future? Mm. Come on, tell somebody, God's got me. See, you only freak out when you don't believe God's got you. You only panic when you don't feel like God's directing your steps. And when there's guilt and all these other things happening, you feel like I've got to plan the future myself. But you don't. And you got to come into peace. I, I, we could spend the whole day right here because it is like the thing. That people lose the flow of the Holy Spirit because they think their circumstances are more important than the presence of God. They think circumstance trumps God, and it doesn't. God trumps every... Jesus got up and spoke to the wind and the waves and said, Peace, be still. You might have to get up and speak. Now, I, for my wife and I, I, I will tell... When I feel that... <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> when you feel that... <laughs> coming up on you like that, I'll say, Diane... 
I just need to talk to you for a minute. She says, well, I said, I just need to speak to storms. Like, I just need to say some things why I'm so happy. She was like, seriously? I said, yes, I just need to. And then I want you to tell me why you're so happy. So I said, you know what? I'm so happy because all my kids love God. And, and of course, it didn't even, it did, it, I'm still feeling, ah. and I'll say, you know what? I'm so happy because look what God's doing in my life. By the third thing, I had to speak to those storms. I got to start actually using my lips like Jesus did. I got to step up and speak and start saying, let me just tell you why I know that God is with me. Let me just, because sometimes when it's inside of you, you can't calm that storm. Sometimes you got to stand up in that boat and speak to that storm and say, you know what? Let me just talk about the promises of God. Hey, sweetie, let me just tell you what God promised. Let me tell you what the Holy, look, you begin to speak that way. Suddenly, peace comes. The winds are still, the waters are still, and suddenly you're in the peace of God. You join that Jesus part of your life. So re let me just remind you, it might not work by you just trying to think yourself into peace. Not even putting on worship sometime. You sometimes got to speak your way to peace. You've got to start being to declare why God has been faithful to you, why God is with you. Don't say a thing negative. Look, write this little phrase down. Let me tell you why I'm so happy. Just write that down. Start five sentences like that, you'll come into peace. Let me tell you why I'm so happy. Let me say it out loud with me. Say, let me tell you why I'm so happy. Now, there's enough reason to be bummed out. Write this down. I'm going to be with our leaders in a couple of weeks, and I'm going to be teaching this in, in detail. But listen, never think or say anything that weakens you. Never think. Don't allow a thought or a word to come out of your mouth that makes you weaker. Some people just love it. Like, oh, just let me tell you how terrible I am. And you know what? I don't know why. Stop all. Look, you ain't never going to know why. Why is a trap? When did that God let this happen? When did this? That's a trap right there. You want to be miserable? You want to have all the joy drained out of your life? Just ask why about five times. Why do people always? You're never going to figure that out. Come on, somebody. Forget about people. Forget about what happened. Forget about all the whys. Tell me why you're so happy. Say, I'm so happy Jesus set me free. I'm so happy I used to be lost, but now I'm saved. I'm so happy I'm on my way to heaven. I'm so happy I'm full of the Holy Spirit. You begin to start the language of the Holy Spirit, and God comes on you. It's true. You begin to talk about those. You start saying negative, ugly, defeated things. The Holy Spirit's like, pew. He is not going to be around all that. Whining, complaining, moaning, groaning, why me, poor me, all of that stuff. God is not going to feel sorry for you when he's given you all these great promises. If, if God's been good to you, wave your hand and say, he's been good to me. Wave your hand and say, he's been good to me. Dude, you could have been born in Afghanistan. You could have woke up in Afghanistan, sand all up in your nose this morning. Are you with me? And you'd be like, man, you'd have to find a way to have joy in Afghanistan. Thank God you woke up in the good old U.S. of A. LSU's winning. The Saints are winning. What? Man, if you can't be happy, you ought to ask somebody to slap you. Just slap me. I can't. If you can't, just slap yourself. If you can't, you got so many reasons to be. You're so blessed. You've got money. You've got food. You've got a place to live. You're healthy. You're strong. You've got a doctor. You've got insurance. You're the most blessed place on the planet. Begin to open your mouth. Look, enemy, the enemy, look, you'll see sometimes rich people kill themselves. You're thinking, that person's dumber than me. <laughs> this guy had more 
gold and Midas, and he killed himself. Why? Because he started speaking the attraction of demons instead of the attraction of the Holy Spirit. When you begin to speak about how good God is and make it the rule of your life, start your day saving. Let me tell you five reasons I'm so happy today. Let me tell you five reasons I'm so blessed today. When you begin to speak like that, peace comes. Peace comes. And this becomes the meter. That's number one. Are you with me? The prophet Elijah was trying to hear from God so bad, and he went into a cave, and there was an earthquake, and there was a fire. The Bible says, but the, the voice wasn't in the fire. But God wasn't in the earthquake. And then a still, small voice came. Stop trying to hear God through your circumstances. Listen to God in your circumstances. It's much different. Oh, if that blew up, it must not be God. It might be God. You better listen. Don't listen to the circumstance. Listen to the voice that's in the circumstance. You got a bad diagnosis. Well, that must be the Lord. Hold up. Hold up. Just because you didn't get that job or you did get that job, nothing, no circumstance means something's God. That's how superstitious people think. But there's a voice in it. You've got to stop and listen to the still, small voice. The still, small voice. 1 Kings 10, 12. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after fire, a still, small voice. Say it with me. Say, I'm listening for the still, small voice. All right, number two. And I'll, I'll run through these real quick. Focus on purpose. Focus on purpose. You're not here to survive you're here to accomplish for God. That's why you're on planet Earth. The, your mission, if you want to connect with the Holy Spirit, it's not about you getting money or getting blessed or that stuff. It's about you becoming an influence for Jesus wherever you are. You want to get with the Holy Spirit. He's not in the, a selfish thing. He's the Lord of the harvest. you got to focus on what is it. God is not just trying to give you peace. He's trying to give you peace so that you can be a blessing. He's trying to give you a peace so he can get out of you and around the people and on the people around you. He's a God of great purpose. He's into purpose and he's into people. So stop thinking about all your stuff and start thinking about who you're sitting next to at work. And suddenly you're going to find there's a mission right next to you. There's a mission on Facebook. There's a mission somewhere next to you. There are people hurting all around you. You come into peace because God has a purpose. You got to come into peace. Now, well, so, so what if I waste my whole day? You'll waste all your opportunities for God's purpose. And some people never get around to it because they are not programmed with purpose. They're programmed with survival. Just want to get through the day and maybe just get, have a meal. And instead they're thinking this is a supernatural day. I told you a couple weeks ago, Jesus at lunchtime won a woman who won a whole city. That's how, that's how the Holy Spirit operates. He's going to cause you to be at the right place at the right time doing the right thing. And boom, 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 your life is going to become huge and fruitful. You've heard the, the story of the, of, the, uh, of the shoe salesman who went to work that day, a Christian that had church that night and was on fire for God that day, and he put on a pair of shoes, tried on a pair of shoes from a young man, and he began to feel like it was God's purpose for him to tell this young man that God loved him. And he told this young man, you know what? God loves you. And the man was listening because it was as if he was right on time. He needed to hear it at that moment. He said, you know what? If you give your life to Christ, your whole past can be taken away. You know who the young man was? We don't know who the shoe salesman was, but we know the young man was Billy Graham. How would you like to have that day? 
that you said, you know, thank God I wasn't feeling for, sorry for myself today. Because today I was trying on some shoes and I, I, I was a witness for Jesus. And not that one moment of witness changed the world forever. Kings, presidents have all heard the gospel this one through this one preacher, no, through this one guy who got up and said, I'm going to walk in the Holy Spirit today. And I'm not going to be worried about my problems and my stuff and my distractions. Today, I'm going to be led by God. And God is going to use me today. Oh, man, I can just preach forever about that. Number three, pay close attention to dreams and visions. The Holy Spirit's language is dreams and visions. I don't have a lot of time to talk about it. But pay, look, if you have a dream that you're like, Dang, that was, have you had one of those? Just, wow, that was weird. That was weird. And, but you know it couldn't have been just pizza. I mean, there's some dreams you just got to get rid of. You know, like that, that was just way too weird. But, uh, like this week, just before I woke up, I had a dream. And in my dream, it was no big deal uh, uh, that we were passing a child around. And it was Becca's child was a little girl. Looked just like Jackson almost, brown hair. And I told her because I thought it was just before I woke up, but I thought, and she told me after that, she said, I was praying that God would give me a dream, but he gave you a dream. She said, I prayed last night that God would give me a dream. And I, before I woke up, I had this dream, and there was this beautiful baby girl, this beautiful baby girl. And you know, this is, you think, well, why does the Holy Spirit, I don't know, but read your Bible, he's going to give you a dream. Peter was having lunch and, and, and started having a, a vision of a, of, a, of a sheet unrolled and said, take and eat. And listen, when God wants to, what God wants to, to imprint something on your mind, he's going to give you a picture. If, you know, people can tell you stuff, you forget it. But if someone gives you a picture, so many times in a dream, the Holy Spirit will visit you. Many of you have heard, through, heard from God about your life through a dream, and you didn't think about it. But look, I haven't learned to write down dreams. My daughters have dreams. All, Leah has dreams. All my, my wife has dreams. I have them. And look, we, I, I let them guide my life sometimes. Not always. But you know what? Uh, you'll find them unfolding in your life. When I hear somebody with a spiritual dream, I'll be like, hmm, I'm paying close attention because this is the language of the Holy Spirit. What is a vision? A vision is when you're just like, you see me praying for people sometimes here. I'll pray for people and suddenly I'll see something. Like I saw in Jennifer's life last week, I saw, when I put my hands on her, I instantly saw bright sunshine with some clouds in the way. And I was like, I, and I couldn't get, I, I can still see it right now. It just burned in my, that's what a vision is. That it's just a moment, like a flash, and you see it. And I thought, well, God's about to move away those clouds because there's something great coming for her life. How many of you believe that? It's true. It's true. And, and, and sometimes a vision is just someone's face. Like I saw Cheryl's face a couple weeks ago. Saw it. While I was here praying for other people, I saw your face, and the Lord told me that you were like a, a post in a storm. It happened in a moment, but it's, to follow the Holy Spirit, these like, it's like clues. It's, it's not something like simple where God gives you a whole paragraph. But you got, it's a vision. It's a blip. You'll see it. You'll see it. And, and, and you got to, to walk in the Holy Spirit, you got to get used to these things because God's been speaking, and you've been saying, that's just crazy. It wasn't crazy. God was telling you something. Now, it may not work out the way you think. And you might have to go to the life group and say, look, I had a dream. I know it was from God. Somebody might have an interpretation. But God uses these things to, to guide our lives. Read the Bible. Look at the New Testament. Joseph, you know, he's not a spiritual man. But God gives him dreams to protect Jesus. 
And he tells him what's going to happen. So Joseph is moving Jesus around based on dreams he had at night. You'd think an angel would be there leading them. But instead, God is using this sensitivity. What is God saying? So I can follow him. Are you with me? Play Pay close attention. Number four, expect divine appointments. Expect divine appointments. Sometimes the world is more spiritual than Christians are. At least the world says everything happens for a reason. They might not be religious, but they're like, I believe I was supposed to talk to you today. They'll be a stone cold, just don't even know God from the man in the moon. But they'll say, I believe I was supposed to meet you today. You get, you'll get up close to them and you'll start saying, you know, I believe the Lord. And then they'll be like, like Christians sometimes don't, they're not as spontaneous. But lost people, people who don't know God, many times they're waiting for something. They're waiting for some, someone. They're waiting for a moment, someone to show up, someone to, to they're waiting for a divine appointment. And, and, and will it be you or, or do they have to wait for someone else? And I'm not saying that to be critical of you guys that are Christians. I just want you to know, your life, if you live in the Holy Spirit, if you've invited angels to come direct your life and your purpose in your life, tomorrow morning you're about to meet somebody you're supposed to meet. I remember it was my birthday. I was in Miami. I was flying to um, uh, the Caribbean, I think. And uh, my hero was Andre Crouch. Y'all know Andre Crouch? Through it all, some of you, you know, he's, he's died recently. He was super famous, a super famous singer, and I just loved him so much. It was like, you know, if there was a Christian idol, he was one of them. But I just loved that he loved the Holy Spirit, and I used to imitate the way he said things. And it was my birthday. I cry about it. But it was a divine appointment. I was in the airport, and I was getting coffee, and there was this little guy in front of me, and he said, can I have some coffee, please? He talked just like Andre Crouch. I was like, dude, that dude sounds like Andre Crouch, the star that I love. And he's right in front of me. Then I looked at his shoes, and they were all beat up. And I said, that can't be Andre Crouch. Look at those shoes. <laughs> and so he went back and sat down. He was sitting amongst a bunch of people over there. And I went back to Diane. I said, Diane, I think that's Andre Crouch. She said, it's your birthday. God set this up. I was like, God did not. She said, yes, he did. You better go over there. I was like, I can't, I can't. I don't want to be like a, you know, a yuppie or something, whatever they are. I don't want to be like a groupie, like Andre Crouch, Andre Crouch. I'm trying to keep some pride about me, you know. But I, I said, you better go over there right now. God set up this for your birthday. It's your birthday. I was like, ah. I went over there. I just took all my nerve. I went over there and said, he looked up. He said, hey. I said, are you Andre? He said, yes, I am. I said, like the Andre Crouch? He said, yeah. Sit down right here. I said, it's my birthday. He said, oh, happy birthday. He said, I had a vision. The Holy Spirit said I was going to meet a young man today, and you're that man. And he said, let me, let me, let me, he called his band over. He said, let me, let me put a song together that I'm writing right now. And he, he sang me this, my own personal Andre Crouch concert song that he was writing right then with his background singers right there with me for my birthday. How many know that God's got a divine appointment for your life this week? I remember we were in the, in the nation of Haiti, and we, we were going through the woods. My friend was a great preacher, and so we were going through these little villages, and we stopped at this guy's house named John the Baptist, Jean de Baptiste, I think they called him. But he had seven daughters. And we were trying to speak to him through this French that they spoke. And we were telling him that. And 
about Jesus. And he said, wait a second, in French. And he said, let me get my daughters. And he said, okay, now say it. And we told him the gospel. And, he, and then he told his daughters. He said, I had a vision last night that this is a guy in the middle of the woods on the mountain in Haiti. He said, I had a vision last night that people were coming from a different land to tell us the way to life. It was like the Bible. We couldn't even believe it. And they all got saved. They all gave their life to Christ because it was a dream and a vision. It was a divine appointment set by God. And you have a divine appointment. Don't miss it tomorrow. Don't be so into yourself and into your life and into your issues and into your worries that you miss a divine appointment. Say, you know what? I was supposed to run into you today. It was the Lord that I ran into you. I was supposed to have this conversation. I was supposed to be here and now, right now. All right, I'm finishing with this. Are you with me? Are you ready to follow the Holy Spirit this week? This is your Holy Spirit. You're going to break out. You're going to break out. I don't care if you have to write it down or just start writing some things on Facebook. You're going to break out, and you're going to get out of that script that you can't do anything for God. You're going to get that off of your life. You're going to start having divine appointments. You're going to have dreams. You're going to have visions. You're going to have a word for people. God's going to tell you. God's going to use you. Man, Kanye got saved. Anybody can get saved. I was jamming with Kanye in the back. That's like the worst person in the whole world. That's a sign and a wonder if Kanye got saved. Everybody's getting saved. God's about to use your life. God's about to raise you up. You're about to do something awesome for Jesus. (laughs) Last thing is this. I want you to get it for St. Start. Yield to divine timing. Yield. Say it with me. Say yield to divine timing. Now, you have a timing in your mind that you want something to happen, and God's got something else, and you need to back it down. What do I mean? On the way to church, somebody pulls out in front of you, and, and, uh, and, you, and, and, and they're making you late, and you're getting all upset. Listen, you don't know that God's not saving you from a head-on collision at the next intersection, so you better just take it easy about this being delayed thing. Are y'all with me? You're not an American, you're a Christian. Americans are always in a hurry. Christians are always in God's timing. Are you with me? God, listen, there's a timing for you to meet a certain person. Your success in life is going to be determined by someone you meet at the right time, at the right moment, the right person. God is aligning the timing in your life. So stop being angry when things don't work out the way you planned. Well, I thought I was going to, I thought I was going to know by Friday... So, everybody say, God's timing, I yield. See, it doesn't have to happen when you want it to happen. It's going to happen. Right? But I thought, let all that go. You're going to yield to God's timing because wherever you are, the disciple said, it's lunchtime. Jesus said, no, it's not. It's winter city time. Watch the life of Jesus. He's always on time. And listen, believe this. You need, walking in faith is simply this. To walk in faith says, you know what? I'm right where I'm supposed to be, right when I'm supposed to be. Now, right now, before we pray, you're going to renounce the lie from the devil that's telling you you're always missing it. He's telling you you always miss it. You don't listen to God. You're never where you're supposed to be. And we're gonna, you're going to erase that thinking out of your mind that you've been so upset and this and that. See, I'm telling you, telling you everything positive, but some people are listening to it and say, poor me, I never listened to God. That is not true. You do listen to God. You do know the voice of God. 
God's watching over you, but you've got to get that cloud out of your way. That thing that says, well, yeah, other people might hear him, but you're going to be defeated. Other people might listen to God, but you're going you're to stumble up and miss God. You're not going to miss God. You're going to have that appointment. You're going to meet that person. You're going to have that dream. You're going to have that vision. You're going to have the word at the right time because you're living in the Holy Spirit. Do you believe it? When Chris was talking last week about backing in and having an accident with somebody. You ever been there like, I can't believe I did something that stupid. You just backed into somebody. And then before it's over with, the guy's crying and he's praying for the guy's healing. How many know that was exactly the right time to back out? It seemed like the dumbest mistake ever, but it was the right time to put it in reverse and not see that guy. It was the right time to run into his car. It was the right time to get yelled at. And it was the right time to pray for that guy. And it's the right time for that guy to be healed. And then it was the right time for him to tell you about it. Come on, stand up with me. We're going to lift our hands because you, this is what it means to yield. You're going to yield to a life in the Holy Spirit. Yielding means to, to, to give up control. Yielding means to give up control. If you don't want to yield, you can't be used by the Holy Spirit. It's just that simple. If you don't want to yield, you can't be used by the Holy Spirit. Just lift your hands. You're going to have to give up control. Stop trying to control your life let God control your life stop getting upset and nervous God's in charge God's got this thing God's got you financially God's got the right job for you if it, look even if it comes at the last second God's got you even if it comes at the last minute God's got you you don't have to worry you've got divine GPS when it's the time to be there God's going to have you there when it's the time to meet the right person, you're going to meet them right on time. When it's time to prophesy, you're going to know exactly what to say. Right now, with your hands lifted, say, Father, in Jesus' name, I repent for living under the law and living guilty. I repent for allowing voices to alienate me from the work of God in my life. I cast down every negative voice I cast down every condemning voice I cast down anything that excludes me from the flow of the Holy Spirit I repent for disqualifying myself from the place God called me from the moments that God called me right now I declare that the blood of Jesus is continually cleansing me from all sin. Come on, say it. Look, let that go. Look, I'm, let me just prophesy. Somebody here is now on three weeks of feeling so guilty that you feel like you've blown it and that God's upset and that you're trapped and all that stuff. Right now, in Jesus' name, just be forgiven. You say, well, I know God's forgiven me, but you didn't forgive yourself. Come on, let it go. Just jump right back in. Just lift your hands to Jesus right now. Look. This is how we fight. You don't, have to, you don't have to make your own self right. Just your hands lift to say, because I walk in the light, as he is in the light, the blood of Jesus is continually cleansing me from unrighteousness. I'm right with God because of what Jesus did. And I have as many do-overs as I need. I'm loved. I'm favored, I'm full of joy, 
I'm full of peace and I qualify for all the blessings of heaven all the promises of the Bible they are mine in Jesus I didn't earn them I don't deserve them but I received the power of God in my life I am a weapon in the hand of a holy God the Holy Spirit lives inside of me I don't have to be perfect I don't have to be mistake free I don't have to say all the right things because it's God in me both to will and to do according to his good pleasure come on lift your hands say I receive forgiveness I am cleansed from condemnation from accusation from living under the law I don't live under the law I live in the Holy Spirit I receive the moving of the Holy Spirit I trust you Holy Spirit with my future with my finances with my life with my decisions I dedicate myself to follow you my life is your life now with your hands lifted just say I receive the activation of the gifts of God I declare I'm living in the timing of God I have the exact right place and I'm, I'm at the exact right time my steps are ordered by the Lord I'm not frustrated I'm not aggravated I'm not angry because all of my steps are being ordered by the Lord come on declare it and when I need to know he's going to tell me when I need to know what to say he's going to tell me what to say I receive all nine gifts of the Holy Spirit are flowing through my life the gift of prophecy the gift of tongues the gift of interpretation the gift of working of miracles the word of wisdom the word of knowledge faith I declare all the gifts of the Holy Spirit are flowing through my life I declare I live a life of divine appointments I'm gonna meet the right person at the right time I'm gonna have the right thing to say now if you don't mind just put your hand over your head and I just want you to wave your hand because I want you to see right now with your hand waving over your head this is the Holy Spirit over the church it looks like this he sat upon each one of them not just a couple of them he sat upon each one of the Holy Spirit sat upon each one of them this is what the Holy he's a dove and he's lighting on each one of you on every one of your lives he's lighting on each one of you he's going to use you in your way Father, in Jesus' name, let the powerful anointing, let the surprise and the excitement of the Holy Spirit come upon your people today. Release them to be mighty for you in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said, come on, give God a great shout, everybody.